a hello world, rowing world, and uh, and in the rest of the world, hopefully, we'll bring them along on, on our rowing quest here. This is Charlotte Pierce. I'm the producer of Ready Row USA. We're a podcast of the Rowing Chat Network, and we are pleased to bring you today a program that we've been putting together for a while called uh, Rowing for All, and there's a question mark behind it because there, we have a long way to go in terms of including um, many more different types of communities and people with different financial um, capabilities and, and uh, physical abilities. So we have uh, four people today with us who are uh, my role models really in this field. And one of them is Tara Morgan. Hi, Tara with Seize the Oar and Steady State Network. How you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, good. And Tara used to help with the uh, podcast er early in our, um, in 2019, 2018 when we started. Uh, we've got Rachel Friedman who works with Tara on the Steady State Network and Rosource, right? That's right. Yes, we had you on one time as well. Mm -hmm, yeah, back in March. So, yeah, talking about uh, women and rowing uh, enterprises. Yeah. And we have, oh, Richard, we have Richard Butler, who's the currently uh, on the new US Rowing Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee and is a former DEI manager at US Rowing and former executive director at Three Rivers Rowing in Pittsburgh, one of my favorite places to row. Yay. So, yay. How you doing, Richard? Hello, all. Glad to be here. Good to see you. And uh, I know you had some uh, some uh, video problems, but we have some some uh, some ways to make up for that. So yeah. <laughs> thank you for being I here. I definitely have a face for podcasts. Oh, you <laughs> definitely do. I mean, your, your erg picture was fantastic, the one we had on social media. And uh, Michelle Sosa, one of my favorite hydro athletes. I love that program. And I love whenever you're on, I try and take your your live rows. You know how I, you know how I love you. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> yeah. so special. Yeah, really it's, it's, it. it's, I love concept too, too. But uh, the mm -hmm. hydro, you know, the real live reality stuff is just I love it. Um, yeah, they're like but, they're two different, two different experiences. Yeah, and I and I have access to Concept Two as well. Mm -hmm. it's great community, great community. But uh, you are, um, you've ta recently taken on a, a role as an ambassador for the head of the Charles Gold Cup program. Yes. So we're excited to hear about that. It has a lot to do with building out. Uh, vertical and horizontally uh, programs that sustain uh, uh, rowing programs for underserved communities. So, yes, yes ma'am. That was so happy to have you all here. So there you are again. We, we have a live, we're, we're live streaming to uh, Facebook channels, or Facebook pages, YouTube channels, and LinkedIn, as well as to the Arlington Community Media Server, which will hopefully uh, be well, well, not hopefully, but will be uh, distributed then to any community media station in the country who wants to uh, 
run it. So, you know, here we go. Uh, just a little intro stuff. Uh, Rowing Chat is the network that we're currently distributed by. Uh, we have four main podcasts, and rowing.chat is the URL. Rebecca Caro is the executive producer of this um, network, and she does Faster Masters uh, rowing radio and, and, a, and a training program with uh, Marlene Royal. They market through that. Uh, we have some amazing sponsors. Um, who doesn't want to go to Spain to row? Um, this is Castel de Fels. Does anybody know Spanish better than I do? <laughs> Stage Esport uh, is a specialist tour operator who books uh, sports camps for rowers. And they, we have discounts and deals at rowing.chat slash sponsors. Thank you so much. And we hope to all be traveling more in the near future. Um, new magazine by Marlene Royal and Rebecca Caro is called Masters Rowing Magazine. And being a master's rower, I'm really excited to uh, be getting this for in-depth articles from a month, technique, performance, lifestyle, and a bonus interview. They always have great interviews. A lot of times uh, with Olympic athletes or you know people that have done amazing things in the field of rowing. Another uh, publication uh, is called The Science of Rowing, and it's a more technical, uh, and there are a lot of technical people in this in this sport. So <laughs> I think you're going to love this. It's uh, you get a discount if you go to scienceofrowing.com/slash/rowingchat, and all these uh, will be in the uh, show notes. Um, so after, if, even if you're on audio, we'll have a complete show notes for you. So Ready Row USA is our program, and I'm really pleased to have you all here. Um, Terry, you want to start it off and tell us a little bit about your background and inclusion and, and uh, uh, adaptive rowing and so forth? Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. Uh, it's great to be back on Steady State or on, on this uh, podcast. And I'm here kind of wearing two hats. Um, I'm the founder of Seize the Oar, one catch, one finish, one team. SeizeTheOar.org. We're Seize the Oar Foundation. Uh, we've been around for about seven and a half years, and we're in the Pacific Northwest. <clears throat> and we like to say that we champion inclusion in the sport of rowing, and we focus mainly on competitive, adaptive team mm -hmm. training and outreach programs and thought leadership. And this year with COVID, thought leadership took the forefront. We've moved our adaptive team training to the online environment, of course, with Zoom. We, we really miss getting together, but we agreed as a, as a club that if everyone couldn't row, no one could row. So even when it opened up a little bit more, we just felt like uh, one of the biggest roles that we have in the inclusive adaptive environment is to not be unintentional gatekeepers and say, you can come and you can play and you can't, and we can do this and that. And so we had our volunteers to consider, we had proximity to consider. And one thing that came out of the thinking about those, uh, that just non-opportunity to get para on the water in an equitable fashion, led to a five-part para rowing global meetup series that we hosted online. And that was such a dynamic environment. And we met people from all over the world, coaches and rowers from all over the world. And the capstone of those meetups, or the real takeaway of those meetups, was we needed to network, and we needed to get together, and we needed to talk about inclusion. And that was last year, right? 
this was this year. This was oh, this is I, it was already this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This was all since COVID. We we started it, I think, in May and went through July. We did five five really dynamic meetups with speakers about para. And of course, uh, with Black Lives Matter happening and, and the bigger conversation around inclusion, we we went into that realm as well. But the biggest uh, project that came out of that was the idea for an inclusive coaches summit on the one hand. And then my other hat that I'm wearing, which is a, one of my favorite byproducts of COVID <laughs> is that Rachel Friedman from the Washington DC area, who's with us today, she and I met on a Facebook page talking about accurate representation, talking about the narrative mm -hmm. of rowing, stories of rowing. And we launched the new rowing media network called Steady State Network. And so Rachel yeah. and I are here to just honor that segue that came into now what's going to be a podcast, a magazine, and a really dynamic curated website. Those stories, what we call rowing for the rest of us. So yeah. I'm going to let Rachel talk about the summit. Fantastic. Thank you, Tara. Yeah. Um, Rachel, what do you, what do you, what do you have to add there? <laughs> so Tara and I have been working to put together the, what we're calling the Your Inclusive Coaching Toolkit. It's a virtual uh, summit, which is going to be held this coming Saturday, October 3rd. It's completely online. We have four sessions throughout the day. And in between those sessions, we're going to have networking opportunities. We're going to have Q&A sessions. And we're planning on finishing off the day with a VIP roundtable. Mm -hmm. So this is the sort of thing we hope people will attend. You can come in no matter where you are. Um, if there's a session that really appeals to you, hop in then. But we hope that you'll be there throughout the day. Um, do I have a little bit of time to talk about the sessions and the uh, people who are going to be involved with us? Tell us about the people. I know Richard's one of them. Um, yeah. And we, we just don't, we, we have to fit this in to a short period of time, but we will definitely sure. uh, expand it, the topics at a future date. But Sure. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's great. So, so yeah, so we're going to have these four sessions uh, talking about inclusion in, in a lot of different ways. Um, welcoming people to the boathouse. What sort of language are you using um, once folks are there? How are you communicating not only to your club, but to uh, the wider public? Um, and then we really want to start talking about some challenging things that I think some some clubs are um, are struggling with and um, hopefully are willing to start working on. Uh -huh. And so we have a great group of people uh, who are going to be involved, uh, including trainers uh, Lisa Montalvo, Karen Kalara, and Pearl Outlaw. They're going to be involved in our first session, which is an inclusive workout workshop. Um, we're going to, our Boathouse Welcome Mat session includes Christina Dragon, who's a rower with DC Strokes Rowing Club, who also has 10 years of experience in minority health, data analytics, and diversity mm -hmm. and inclusion in workplaces, um, along with Richard Butler in that session. We're really excited to have the two of them. I think they're going to be a really dynamic pairing. Uh, our Leaning Into Inclusion session um, is going to be moderated by Jenny Withicum, who's a program administrator of health and physical education for Portland Public Schools. She's also a diversity and inclusion consultant with over 15 years of experience uh, working in athletics, education, and health and wellness. And yeah, several of those names of the pe people that we've had on the podcast, including Jenny, but 
Yeah. I mean, there's a great group of people out there who've all um, mm -hmm. really generously stepped up to offer their time to us this awesome. weekend. So Jenny's going to be joined by Patrick Johnson, who mm -hmm. is definitely a name that is well known um, in the DEI um, conversation this year. Patrick Perfect. is um, a longtime friend of mine from here in DC, and he holds many, many hats um, and is currently coordinator of reconditioning and adaptive sports at Walter Reed National Medical Center and head rowing coach um, for Athletes Without Limits. Uh, I just want to mention three more people who we've got involved and we're really excited about. We're sort um, of running out of time, but go ahead. Okay, well, we've got Denise Aquino of, with mm -hmm. Rowing in Color, Claudia Lober and um, uh, Catherine Valdez, and they're going to be finishing off our day um, in our inclusive communication uh, uh, session. So if you want more information about this, please check out steadystate.com, uh, uh, steadystatenetwork.com, excuse me, and click on our coaching summit link. Fantastic. Does uh, Richard or Michelle, do you have any questions for Tara or Rachel about this coming up or any no. comments? No, that was very thorough. Um, Jenny's, Jenny also serves with me on the diversity committee with mm -hmm. you. Uh, fantastic person. And I'm just looking forward to sharing my wisdom and knowledge in this space. Yeah, that's awesome. Very exciting. And that's October 3rd. It's a Saturday, right? That's right. Okay. Um, Richard, why don't you tell us a little bit? We have uh, we're, the time is flying by, but I would really like to hear what you hope to and U.S. Rowing hope to achieve with the DEI committee, and kind of like I don't know if we have time to get into what happened with your previous position at the D as manager or chief sure. of the DEI committee, yeah. but or, yeah, all of the above. I can make this really fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm grateful to be here today and just talking and chatting with some of my colleagues that I never get to chat or talk with. <laughs> um, so 11 years ago, uh, U.S. Rowing had hired me as the diversity inclusion manager. Um, and it was an amazing journey. Uh, the only reason why I'm no longer there is because I was uh, given a new opportunity where I didn't have to fly around all the time and I got to stay home in Pittsburgh. So that's okay. the, that's there's no there's no elephant in the room of why I left U.S. Rowing. Um, I've been an advisor to U.S. Rowing since. I've helped cool. run the America Rose programs with the convention every year. Um, everything's cool with that. What we hope to achieve this year is to uh, we, I, I happen to be the co-chair on a committee, and uh, what we happen to achieve is just to execute all of the things that we know that we should be doing and can do. Uh, I, I was a one-person show with a lot of support from the staff, uh, but it was very challenging. But this time around, it appears that the board of directors is really even more serious than before and will provide resources so that, so that our committee can help uh, talk about programming, help the staff implement and, and to create a strategic plan that's mm -hmm. sustainable regardless of who the CEO is. Fantastic. Well, uh, we'll have a little time to, to chat at the end to a few minutes. So if you all think of any questions, we also have some questions coming in from our listeners, but you are watching uh, and listening to Ready Row USA 
we're a approximately bi-weekly. We try and do it as often as we can. And then when Tara suggests a topic like this, we have to, <laughs> we, we kick it into high gear. So thank you for, uh, for tuning in, appreciate it. And Michelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the HSCR Gold Cup program and a little bit about what you hope to achieve with it. Yeah, well, I'm really excited about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion in all different types of ways. So I like to hop on um, and have these chats and get to know different people. So again, some of those people that were, were mentioned earlier, I'm starting to get to know them and I wanna know who the people are that are making this this little rowing family um, a lot, you know, inviting people to the table, basically. Um, I work with Hydro and they bring rowing from the outdoors in to a lot of different homes across the country, which is very exciting. We make it a lot of fun, super open um, to, to start and make it easy. Um, and then I was invited to be on the Gold Cup and the um, head of the Charles, I always want to call it HOCR, yeah, <laughs> the actual, head of the Charles um, Rolling Committee. Uh, they join forces for, yes. for good. <laughs> and um, they're offering $100,000 to between five and eight um, up and coming programs that are really uh, focusing on that inclusion uh, part mm -hmm. of running. So it's been an amazing experience. I really love the way that we're going about the process. We, we are, you know, combed through these um applications with a fine tooth comb um one thing i can't say too much but one thing that i do love about the process was that um we had a community that was you know mostly caucasian they had a big uh percentage um that were white rower or white community mm -hmm. and um but the rowing program it was overrepresented by you know other uh, other groups. A uh, big one was, well, we just won't go into too many. But then it was underrepresented by, um, you know, by a ton of white, white, um, uh, white rowers. And I'm happy that we are looking at all different types of communities and the makeups of them. And we're even going into, you know, what what's fair, not not excluding in any one thing. So I'm just loving this journey and getting to meet, you know all of you guys here yeah and you you all had at hydro did a wonderful um month of or maybe just like it was eight eight sessions where you did a pride uh, rose right yes so yes. that was really fun and we had i did all eight did all eight. oh my gosh that was so fun and uh we had akil on to talk about it with um Help me out here, Tara. What's his name? The GP, uh, G, G, Gay and Lesbian Rowing Foundation. Oh, Brian Todd. Brian Todd, yeah. Brain is failing. But so Akil and Brian came on and, and talked about that, how, you know, the importance of, of that. And you guys did a great job with those rows. Yeah. And I guess I wanted to say one tiny thing about that. You know, I'm from a, a small town and I was introduced mm -hmm. to bigger, um, like bigger colleges and bigger cities. And so I learned so much about um, that community and I had never really given like a whole, you know, exploit, you know, a whole, I don't know the right word, um, 
a presentation about it and I was nervous and it was mm -hmm. so wonderful and freeing and um, mm -hmm. I just thought it was a beautiful experience honestly. Fantastic yeah. Does anybody let's let's just kind of open it up a little bit for a couple of minutes and then I'll do the the um, you know take us out but um, anybody else have comments or, or projects that they'd like to talk about in this field and you know, yeah, we're just getting think, started, so. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. like to mention that um, sees the or sees an opportunity with getting more adaptive coaches uh, certified. Mm -hmm. And so we're launching an adaptive rowing coaches certification program uh, in mm. 2021. So be on the lookout for that. And who we're really targeting with that is people who are already sort of in the trenches or about to be in the trenches. It's not about how to start a program or how to establish adaptive at your boathouse, really. But it's more like I want to feel more confident in my skills. So look for that yeah. with your uh, coming up in 2021. Fantastic. I, Richard? I, want, I wanted to say that um, I am so grateful that we have all these platforms now to bring marginalized rowers together and to build community and to actually get out of the shadows and actually be heard for the first time in this sport uh, since I've been in it. And, and so I'm glad to hear about all these groups that are finding themselves on Facebook or on Zoom. I'm a member of uh, Black Rowers and Coaches now, and uh -huh. a very large group that's about to become a nonprofit. And that was all based on, unfortunately, Mr. Floyd being murdered. Um, uh -huh. I, I, would like to add that I will be doing another panel discussion on Sunday with Arshay Cooper as a fundraiser for Three Rivers Rowing, uh, if anyone's interested. And uh, just go to Three Rivers Rowing and you'll find the link. Uh, but I'm looking forward to continue having a voice in this space and come hear me talk on Saturday with Tara. It will be the bomb conversation <laughs> of the year. Well, my yeah, feeling we, is that we have to do everything we can, not only, you know, it's a moral imperative to get more people of communities that aren't represented in rowing involved, but it will be healthy for our sport. You know, it's like more people, more activity, more, it will help us understand each other. It will, you know, help us tolerate each other <laughs> or, and include each other. You know, I just, I just really feel that, you know, we, we have an obligation to do that and, and it's exciting. Well, I'm happy that we are naming like an elephant in the room because honestly, with my journey through rowing, I always felt like I was really far behind and mm -hmm. I'm realizing now that I'm actually quite far ahead and mm -hmm. a lot of my journey had to do with, you know, just don't quit. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I felt exactly. like if it was only rowing if it was just me versus rowing i you know i would have quit a long time ago but because there were people and it was positive things and negative yeah. things i was like i gotta stay for for these positive reasons and i can't leave because then i'm proved people right so yeah. i just love that it was this give and take and that mm -hmm. i was able to stay in the community because mm -hmm. when um unfortunately i got into a whole community of of female rowers who all look like me and almost everyone was like, I quit, I quit, I quit. And yeah. I was like, I understood because I was like, want to throw my hands up so many times. And I just see like the dreams get cut short. And yeah. that's exactly what 
um, sometimes people want. It's such a competitive sport that instead of maybe getting two seconds faster, I could try to cut someone down. And yeah. that's just the nature of the game. Well, to me, it's exciting to see all these different people coming in. And, you know, it'll, it'll take some time, but, you know, I think efforts like yours are really important. Yeah, and, and Charlotte, one more thing that with the steady state network, I think yeah. one of the big inspirations behind it was one of the things that's coming out of all of this discussion around inclusion is that we just need to hear each other's stories and we need to yeah. give uh, that platform. Mm -hmm. And I think with steady state network, that's what we're looking for. We want to hear mm -hmm. those stories uh, about the challenges, about the giving up, about the coming back, about the uh, coaches have hard conversations about toxic toxic masculinity, for instance, in boathouses or just toxic coaching, or how are we furthering mm -hmm. the culture to be more uh, approachable and welcome. And those come from stories, we yeah. believe, you know, and that's what uh, we're going to do. And uh, someone in this group, I believe, is thinking about writing a book, but I won't reveal who that is. Uh, <laughs> Not it. But speaking of stories, but uh, you know, we all have we have all have a story to tell, and and that's it's just um, you know getting getting these facilitating these avenues like the podcast, or I'm also going to be uh, my company Pierce Press. Uh, we're going to be doing a. Um, a a program mentoring uh, a BIPOC. I don't know how you say that. How do you say that? I think it's BIPOC. BIPOC. I, it's BIPOC. I didn't even know what it was, so let's just talk. That, yeah, well, I didn't know. People of, of color. color. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Young people. And I've, I've been talking with Arshay Cooper about this, too. You know, just a mentoring. So, like, so their stories. Um, so, you know, a lot of people can write, but they don't know how to actually execute the book. You get it out and produce it. And get it in front of people. So that's kind of what I'm gonna try and help with um, as one of the projects in my company. Yeah, I wanted to chime in on the indigenous. We hadn't talked about the I mm -hmm, yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one thing that uh, Rachel and I have been very passionately pursuing is uh, some sort of workshop or clinic that we wanna produce coming up called Know Where You Row. Mm -hmm. And it's actually helping clubs identify the body of water on which they row and the land on which their boathouse sits. And just know the story, like find out what tribe it was, like how it came to be, um, and just know where you row. So it's something we're really interested in finding. That is fantastic. I, all these things are just, they're very exciting. And, you know, I want to be a part of them all. <laughs> but I um, appreciate Rachel, any final um, thoughts from you? Just, um, I just wanted to say, you know, follow up with what Tara was explaining about Steady State Network and the opportunity to open uh, the lines of communication. Uh, you know, so we're each coming at it from different perspectives. And we're very aware, Tara and I, that um, especially leading a, a, a summit dedicated to diversity and inclusion, that, you know, we're two, two white women. And that's why we are really, uh, really glad that so many people have offered their time for us on mm -hmm. Saturday for our summit. But in, in addition to that, it's just a, about the bigger discussion. And there's there's always something to learn. And um, 
no, no matter how open-minded you think you are, there's probably something back there that you don't quite know and don't quite understand. So I hope that people um, really are paying attention to the conversations that are happening throughout the rowing community right now and taking advantage of them, um, listening in, becoming a part of those discussions and taking away actionable items that you can bring back to your boathouse as a rower, as a coach, um, as an athlete and as an ally. Yeah, I think very few of us would say that we're against diversity, equity, and inclusion. But, you know, there are, like you're saying, there are actionable items just to move move the progress forward. And Expectation, mm -hmm. um, once and for all. Yeah. And uh, so I want to go on and on, but let's let's make this a regular thing, if you don't mind. I'd love to have you all back just to kind of check in and a couple months and, um, you know, continue to uh, suggest um, topics and and uh, people that we can talk to, uh, panelists for our podcast. I appreciate it um, very much. I have one other teeny um, spec to drop in. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I also wanted to make sure, well, I'm really into a lot of inclusivity. I'm really, I'm excited about like the, uh, developmental and, um, people who have challenges like intellectually. Mm -hmm. Um, I also mm -hmm. am, have a, a very big heart for, um, Native American culture. I'm from South Dakota. So mm -hmm. a lot of people that I'm around are Native American. Um, I also want to help give voices to, you know, the people of color that are, um, I don't know how you say like native to like Indian, actual Indian, not, you know, how it's always all these misnomers. And I also feel uh -huh. like the Asian community, sometimes they don't know where they fall. And so I just, I, you know, I represent um, Hispanic and black women, but I want to open those doors and you know it's really powerful i, I always hear like you know <laughs> white people caucasian people however you want to be called you know like oh i can't speak or whatever but it's so powerful yeah. you know when it comes from you and you guys have so much um mm -hmm. so much value even in this time and it's not to devalue um anyone mm -hmm. but really we can come together and yeah. you know all all work all works. I just wanted to add that. Well, so that's really all. Quick, Amen. Thank you for saying that. I want, yes. to, I want to add to that really quick that yes. your whiteness is actually your superpower because your voice get to be places that our black voices cannot be. So without your voice, we are just we don't exist. So it's super important that you use your social privilege to actually help be that voice uh, in the yeah. rooms, in the hallways, in the kitchens that we can't be in. Weren't we saying that the other day, Richard? Re leverage the privilege. Yeah. <laughs> or I think yeah. I think about it as like a sword, you know, it can be used for good and bad. And I feel like that's the same thing, you know. All, yeah. all of us have like these things that we could do for good or for evil, and you know, we get mm -hmm. to decide. Yeah, and be mindful, you know. Go the distance. Go go farther than you think you need to, and make it happen. Um, well, thank you all. I'm going to. Uh, uh, take us out here with a few a little uh, housekeeping details, but we are planning more podcasts in um, I think we're we're doing one in a couple weeks on uh, virtual regattas. And you know, we're gonna check in with the head of the Charles, the 4702, the um, global online event. 
Um, we have uh, a, a hashtag that we use to give away things on the podcast, and it's ReadyRowUSA, just hashtag ReadyRowUSA. And if you use that on social media, you will be uh, put into a selection for uh, gifts, rowing gear, gadgets, and services, and books, and things like that. So please do that and get the word out about what we do here, Ready Row USA. Um, we have a club news form, and nobody uses it. I will, I'm fully admitting that nobody uses it because, but we want to talk about your club. We want to give, tell the world that you hired an executive director, that you, I don't know, renamed your boathouse after a, you know, the Native American club. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, just send us the news and we will put it on and give you a platform for it. If you're looking for uh, um, staff, you know, if you have a job opening or if you've just hired somebody. Uh, we also have a gadgets and gear form. So please send us in your favorite gadgets for, for rowing that help you with your rowing. And thanks to our sponsors again. Um, I guess I'm one of the sponsors because I produce the show, but Pierce Press is my company. And we have a an award for our latest book, Who's Hiding in This Book, which definitely celebrates diversity. It has 10 famous authors and five of them are not, uh, you know, white men or women. <laughs> They're from all different backgrounds. So it's really fun to uh, get that award. And it's, it's wonderful book by uh, Sheila Cordner from Boston University. Uh, Kimberly Reynolds from Recovery on Water is one of our correspondents. She's taking a break right now, but she's uh, been very helpful and in our news, our news uh, section. Um, and please tune into the show notes. We'll have our upcoming episodes uh, listed there and you can send in any comments and questions that you have. Um, and we do have a couple of questions that maybe we get. If you wanna unmute yourself and answer uh, some of this. Um, Bayada Regatta, does anybody know about this? The oldest assistive rowing regatta. Yeah, sure. I've been. Huh? Oh, cool. Yes, we, we send rowers from Three Rivers. Awesome. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've been as a coach and um, Mr. Bayada, Mark Bayada, gave Seize the Oar our first boat. See, it's a small world, but a wonderful one. Um, Timothy Anderson says, wow. <laughs> and we also wow. have Marianne Marichal or Mar Marichal oh, yeah. and Joe May is listening. And the wonderful Neil Bergenroth, who Tara introduced me to a while ago. Yeah, Marianne um, is from uh, Rowe, New York. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, thanks, so Jim. What's that? We just said thanks, Tim, for the thanks, wow. Tim. Yeah, for the wow. The wow is great. And then Sue Edelstein, I've seen her on Facebook. Um, she's wondering if she can listen to this afterwards on her club with her club board. And of course you can. Um, there will be a, uh, uh, there. it's recorded and you can play it back on wherever you're listening now or on uh, YouTube is the easy way to do that. If you want me to send you the the actual recording, the MP4, I will do that as well or share it with you. So I want to get it to you. It's 
we don't care if you distribute it. <laughs> it's good. Um, anyway, y'all can just, as I scroll through the Master's Rowing Magazine, the um, sponsors are very important. They keep us on the air, on the internet. Um, and please, uh, a lot of good information is coming out with these publications. Um, okay. I think we're, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much, all of you. It's Ready Row USA. We come on about every two weeks and sometimes sooner if we, more often, if we have an inspiration like this. Thank you, Tara, Michelle, Rachel, Richard, the Erg Whisperer, you're the Richard. best. <laughs> we'll get your beautiful face on the video next time. It's all right. It's been, <laughs> it's been seen enough. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. You can stay on and chat if you want, but uh, I'm going to end all the right. broadcast. We'll see you I next have, time. I have to go thank coach you. later. Later.